Hi, my name is Simon Nixon and I'm the pastor at Norelling Community Congregational Church. And we're so happy to have you join us at our church's live stream this morning. If you want more information about our church or what we're talking about, or if you'd like prayer for anything, feel free to contact us via our website or on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you enjoy the service. Well, good morning, and thanks for being with us today. It's so nice to have you uh, engaging with our service. Uh, we're going to continue the series we've been on for, for a lot of weeks now, uh, through the eyes of looking at Jesus, through the eyes of the different groups and people he engages with in his ministry on earth. And today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to be looking at the parable of the sower. Uh, but before we do, why don't we start uh, in prayer this morning. Lord God, we thank you. I uh, thank you for each person that is watching and listening to this sermon today. And I pray that uh, as they listen, Lord, they would hear your heart through the words of uh, the Bible and through the words that I'm sharing, Lord, and that uh, we each would be provoked in some way, Lord, to engage with you a little bit more closely, um, to desire to love you a little bit more and, and to see um, how we sit in your kingdom um, and how we hold on to these words that Jesus says this morning. And so, Lord, be with us. Open our ears and our hearts and our minds to hear and receive what you would want to say to us today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to look at Luke, uh, at Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the sower. And uh, let's break it down in a few little parts. Uh, it says, uh, The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake, and such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat in it. And while all the people stood on the shore, and then he told them many th things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because of the soil was shallow. Uh, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Another seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And still, they, which, uh, still other seed fell on, on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred and sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So this is the parable of the sower. It's a story that Jesus tells. It's one of many stories. Uh, at the beginning here, it says Jesus came and he spoke them. He told them many things in, in parables, in stories. And, and Jesus is speaking to a crowd and, and he's speaking to them uh, through parables and through stories. Ultimately, he's trying to speak in a different way, maybe in a, in a language or in a way that the people would hear and understand what he's saying and specifically, he's telling this parable of the sower. It's a parable that um, speaks to, to farmers. And a lot of the people of the time were farmers. They would have understand, uh, understood the concepts that Jesus was talking about. And he's trying to use the concepts um, around farming to help people understand the nature of his kingdom. And, and so he tells this story about a farmer who sows seeds. And, and it's where the seeds land that 
allows people or helps people um, or it helps the seed grow inside someone so he talks about lending on hard soil and rocky soil and on the road and finally in, in fertile soil and and he tells this story to the people um, and then his disciples in verse 10 it says the disciples came to him and, and asked why do you speak to the people in parables so Jesus has been telling parables telling stories to people and then the, the disciples ask him why why do you do this to dig a little bit deeper the disciples are asking Jesus why don't you just cut straight to the point instead instead of telling stories why don't you speak openly exactly about the things that you want to say and want to declare and the reason that they do this is because this is how Jesus speaks to his disciples. As he engages with those closest to him, he, he cuts straight to the point. He doesn't tell stories. He doesn't need to tell stories. And, and he explains this to the disciples. He said in verse 11, he replied, because the, kingdom, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. So he's, he's saying to the disciples, they have knowledge of the kingdom. And so... They have this understanding. Jesus is able to speak to them because he, they understand the context in which Jesus is speaking. But not only that, they believe it as well. They have this belief in the kingdom of, of, of heaven. They have this belief in Jesus as the Messiah. And so he's able to speak to them in a way that has this authority that they hold on to and, and they own inside of themselves. He continues on. Um, whoever has... Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Um, and he goes on, he says, Though seeing, they do not see. And though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. And they hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn. And I would heal them. And so, Jesus is trying to draw this difference between the disciples and the general people that, that are hearing the parables. To the disciples, he says to them, you guys, you have an understanding of the kingdom and you have an ownership of the kingdom. And, and when I say something to you, you truly try and understand it. And not only that, but I can be with you and explain to you where you sit in the midst of what I'm saying to you. He says, but the people that I'm speaking to, well, they can hear... And they can see, but something has happened to them. He says that these people's heart has become calloused. And they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes or hear with their ears. He's saying to them that the reason that I speak to the people in these parables, in these stories, is because... They're not really able to hear what I'm trying to say to them. If I was to talk to them straight, they wouldn't be able to hear it because they've, they've grown calluses around their hearts. Now, what are calluses? Well, again, 
farmers would kind of understand calluses because calluses are bits of skin or, or things that, so if you work hard with your hands, you get calluses on your hands. And the reason you do that is to protect you uh, from the pain and, and that you might have with your fingers. I don't know if you've ever gone to work um, and you just sort of do it one off in the garden or grab a shovel and you begin to get blisters on your fingers and then you regret that you went out to work uh, or grab the shovel or whatever it is or the axe or whatever it is and so you go get a pair of gloves put the pair of gloves on but, but people do that every day there's these calluses on their hands and the calluses ultimately protect them and it protects them from the pain the, the pain that they might have from, from doing the work that they're doing. But Jesus says about the people that he's speaking to, says that they have calluses over their heart. So their heart has actually grown calluses to protect them ultimately from what is true. See, when Jesus tells the parable of the sower, this story, he, he's telling the people that a lot of you have heard this message and yet it hasn't found a fertile soil in your heart. It's actually found places where it's rocky or where the ground is too hard or, or the road. There's, there's lots of reasons why you haven't taken my words and built them into your life. And the main reason here he's saying is that because you ha have a callous, you have a calloused heart, that you actually, you've protected yourself from, from hearing what actually might hurt you or what might give you pain what what might speak truth to you but would also speak of how you might have made mistakes or got things wrong or you might have gone in the wrong direction and so Jesus is saying about these people that well that they have the ability to hear but they're not really choosing to hear or they might hear a little bit and I wonder if it can be true of us. How many times have you heard a sermon or read a book or had a conversation and you've heard this great truth that's come out of what you've listened to or what you've read. And the first thing you think of is that would be so good for this person to hear. They really need it. They need to be here. They need to hear this sermon. It, it would be so good for them while completely skipping over the fact that it would also be good for you. That it would be good for you to take those same words or that same realization and have it in your own life. We can be so quick to hear good news and to hear truth and to say that is great for, for someone else, but not allow that truth to really penetrate our own heart and to, to change us. So, so there's this thing about when we hear the word of God, and if we want to truly accept it into our own hearts, it will always mean that there needs to be change. And the thing is, we can look at it in this big picture and, and say, yeah, I, I know I need to change and, and change is a good thing. But the actual work of change is really hard and, and often it's really painful. And again, we can experience that in life at the moment so much is different about life and we've, we've got to change the way we do things. I was just reading in the news today that when kids go back to school next week, uh, next week or two weeks from now, every kid that walks into a school is going to have to have their temperature checked. And I, my first thought was, 
poor schools that are going to have to figure out now how to check the temperature of every kid that's walking into the school. And, and we know that it's a good idea because the whole purpose behind it is to keep our kids and our teachers and our, our schools safe. But in order to make the change for that to happen, it's going to take some pain and it's going to take some hard work. And we can look at the big picture and say it's a good thing, but when we get down to the nitty-gritty of what it takes to get a good thing to happen, it comes with all of these things that we need to do, this hard work, the, the things that we need to do differently. And particularly in our own lives, when we've built up ways of doing things and ways of living and ways of thinking and even ways of protecting ourselves, it's hard to break those things down. I was watching The, the Voice the singing show this week and one of the, the things that they were talking about was that they were looking for artists that could be real and allow their emotion to, to, to come out in their singing and, and one of the artists who didn't make it through was saying, talking about how hard it is for her to open up and she missed out on the opportunity because she knew she needed to open up but she wasn't ultimately willing to do the work of opening up of doing the tough things it takes to be real and to be honest. And that the singers that they were looking for were people that are able to be vulnerable and engage people in that vulnerability. And it's often true that not just in singing, but in life, we can choose not to be vulnerable and, again, allow our hearts to be calloused and protected in a way that doesn't allow us to feel the real depths or do the real hard work that it takes to change the way that God asks us to change. The, the words he says, these people, their hearts are calloused. They can hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn. And I would heal them. See, whenever we build up things around our own heart, calluses around our own heart, that protect us, what we're actually doing is saying to God, I don't need your help. I will protect myself. I only trust myself with my own heart, with my own life. And see, with Jesus, he's completely trustworthy and he wants us to be able to trust him with our hearts. And so Jesus goes on, he says, Blessed are, our, are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but do not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. And so Jesus says to his disciples, I've told this story to these people, and I've used a language that they might understand. And, and maybe the story can help them uh, remove themselves enough that they might be able to see themselves in the story. But he says to his disciples, let me tell you what this, this means, what this, this parable means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, this is verse 19, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. And this is the seed on the path. And the seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word at once and receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. 
And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke out the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. And this is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what is sown. So Jesus speaks into these areas in someone's life where they might have protected themselves, where they might have built up, built up calluses. He says, if you heard the word and you didn't understand it, it's like the seed that, that was sown along the, the, um, the path. And, and it's true that we don't like to think of ourselves as people that don't un- have an understanding of something. I wonder if you've ever kind of seen the fake it till you make it kind of way of doing things. And we live in a time particularly now where everyone's an expert. We're experts about so many different things. And, and to truly have understanding of something, do we truly understand the things that we think we understand? Are we willing to admit that we don't know everything? It's a hard thing for us to get our heads around sometimes, to, to really truly admit that we don't know it all, that there's more out there than we can understand, and that we can actually put our heart and our mind towards understanding, particularly towards understanding the nature of God and His kingdom. It's so easy just to sort of to go, well, I get it all, I get everything, I understand it. But the truth is, is that the mysteries that are held within this book, the mystery of who God is, I think is something that we won't ever truly understand until we're with Him. If anyone comes and tells you, I've got it all, I've, I've understood the whole thing, you, the truth is they probably haven't. But to be able to say, I don't understand everything, but I'm willing to keep trying to understand. See, it's, there's an ability to go, well, I'm going to put in the hard work to try and understand. That's what we can do in that situation. Then he he goes on, the seed falling on the rocky root ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. So they're happy and excited to hear it, but it has no root and it'll only last a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word. They'll quickly fall away. And again, we like to say, well, if I believe in something, I believe in it. But how many times have we kept quiet when someone has said something? that is against God or, or says something that leads people towards a dark and, 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 a, and a bad place? How many times have we, we held back? How many times um, have we allowed ourselves not to stand fully in the truth of who God is and, and what he's asking of us because we're afraid of what someone might say or that we might ourselves be persecuted for it? And we continue, continues on, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness and the wealth, deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. How often can we be accused of thinking that we could have it all? Well, I can have my faith and I can do everything and I can make all the money and, and have all the things and we can really work towards that, but... The truth of it is, is that we can get so much time, sometimes get so caught up in trying to do all of those things that we have less and less time for God and and we begin to worry more and more about money and doing all of the right things and having all of the right things and and they don't work together. And sometimes 
following God means missing out on some things. And allowing ourselves to trust that God has what we need on the other side of it. To not worry about it, but to, to trust God. And so these are all areas that we can allow our hearts to become calloused. And there's so many more areas in our life as well that in order to protect ourselves from, the, from real truth, we guard our hearts and protect it and allow calluses to be formed there. But what Jesus is asking is if that we'd have soft and supple hearts, hearts that are willing to hear, hearts that are willing to learn, hearts that are willing to work and make changes to turn around and, and, and to be different, to be different in this world, to be different in the way that they follow Jesus. So I want to encourage you this morning that yes, we all will have calluses in our hearts, but we can come before God and we can ask him to soften our hearts and we can do the hard work of making changes and listening to his word and receiving what he would say to us that that we might have the knowledge of his kingdom and ultimately his love for us. Let's pray. Lord God, we want to thank you so much again for your word and for the things that you've put in there, the truths that are there. We want to pray, Lord, for soft hearts, hearts that have the ability to hear what you want to say to us, hearts that have the ability to desire to change and to do the hard work that it takes to follow you, Lord. Help us to have eyes to see and ears to hear what you would what you would say for us say to us and what you want us to see in this world and how we can act. And Lord, where our hearts have become callous, Lord, we we offer them to you. And we say, Lord, that we put our trust in you to be the healer of our heart and the one that holds us and carries us forward into life, that we might be people that are sown into fertile soil that sees great growth that your word would grow in us and through us in other people as well. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us this week at Church Online with Norellan Community Congregational Church. We pray that it's been a blessing to you and that this week you might make a difference in the heart of your community. Please reach out if you have any needs or you want us to pray for you. We'd love to do that and we hope to see you next week. Be blessed. Forever.